Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Well, good day to you. Once again, this is Brad Zockel, and I am with the Questions About Heaven podcast. I'm the director of Zulon International Bible Institute, and boy, has it been a wonderful, wonderful year and a half since we have started our ministry and reaching people from around the world. And just, it's not so much in saying, you know, how far can we reach, but what is happening to the people that are being able to receive the words that we're sharing here from the Bible, and we're hearing of people from Scotland and South Africa, Iceland the other day, someone had had called in during one of my classes in an open uh, class that I had on social media, and uh, we're reaching uh, people throughout the United States, and they're saying, this is making a difference, This these talks about heaven from the Bible. I'm studying the scriptures and finding out comfort and joy, and in more than one occasion, we are able to teach the plan of salvation, and people have been making decisions about coming to Christ. And so it's been great, really good. If you want to spell the ministry, it is X-U-L-O-N, Zulon. That is the Greek word for tree because we are rooted and grounded in the love of Christ, as it tells us in the scriptures. So as we continue on here, this is the book of Revelation, chapter 10. And I'm going to read the final part of this, and we're going to finish out the chapter here in talking about God's judgment. We're looking at God's judgment and also his justice being shown and the revelation of the mystery, which would be his kingdom. Let's start in verse 8. And if you go back through the podcast, you can take us verse by verse since the very beginning first verse in Revelation. We're going to continue through in here. We're in Revelation chapter 10. Then the voice that I heard from heaven spoke to me. This is John writing now. The voice that I heard from heaven spoke to me and said, go over to this angel, take the scroll that lies open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. John says, so I went to the angel and asked him to give me the little scroll. It's nice he got permission uh, there. I would ask too, uh, considering how big this angel would be. He said to me, the angel said, take and eat it. It will be bitter to your stomach, but it will be as sweet as honey in your mouth. Then, verse 10, then I took the little scroll from the angel's hand and ate it. It was as sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I ate it, my stomach became bitter. And they said to me, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. This magnificent angel, who the symbolism is showing the glory of God wrapped in a cloud, and in guidance, pillar of fire as feet, and in continuing the promise to the believer, the rainbow about his head, had a magnificent stance, as we saw in the early part of the chapter, standing one foot in the sea, one in the sand, spoke as a roaring lion, thunderous, thunderous words out, some mysterious, one proclamation, swearing by heaven, this is what's going to happen. And after he had said, there's no longer a delay, God's justice will come, 
the mystery of God will be completed, as it says in verse 7. He announced this to his servants, the prophets, and he's fulfilling this now, answering also the cry in Revelation chapter 6, Lord, when will you have justice? And he says a little while longer, the delay is no more. We talked about the construction of the Greek word here. It's not, as one translation says, time shall be no more, because there is time in heaven. It's the delay shall be no more. We've waited for things, haven't we? You know, whether it's a holiday or a deadline or an assignment, you know, there has been a day and then the delay is no longer there. All right. Ask my wife about the delivery of our children. Boy, she didn't want any more delay than she had. And but the beauty of the delivery of the birth when the delay is no more and the beauty of seeing answers to promises when uh, we have been promised something and the delay is no more. So we see something here. John becomes part of the story himself. And as he's there writing about it, he is now included in this. And he's given this assignment to do something here. What in the world would this be that he is being assigned? So let's take a look at this and let's see what it tells us now. When he is given a direction, we're going to start in verse uh, 8. The voice that I heard. Take the open scroll. Now, I don't want you to get confused by this. There are two scrolls that are mentioned in the last couple of weeks we talked. When you go to chapter 5, there was a scroll, and the question was, who can take this scroll? It's a totally different one, because only Jesus the Lamb could take that one. And the grand celebration when he did, that was signifying ownership of the earth. That is the, a sealed scroll, which is then open, which we're still seeing it unsealed through here, the seven seals that are opening up, which take out the, the, the judgments, which will continue into the seven trumpets and then the seven bold judgments. That was sealed and it's broken up. This one's already opened. Take and eat it? So the angel, he goes over and he asks, may I have that little scroll? Here's what you're going to do, John. You're going to take and eat it. Now, what you will see here is uh, an imitation, a replication, a connection, if you will. Ezekiel chapter 2, you start reading through in in there. You can start in chapter 2 and go to the beginning of chapter 3. Chapter 2, verse 9 specifically. And Ezekiel has something very similar. So I looked, I'm reading from Ezekiel chapter 2 and verse 9, and I saw a hand reaching out to me, and there was a written scroll in the hand. When he unrolled it before me, so it was unrolled, so he's able to see this. It was written on the front and back. Words of lamentation, mourning, and woe were written on it. He said, Son of man, eat what you find here. Eat this scroll, then go and speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he fed me the scroll. Son of man, he said, feed your stomach and fill your belly with the scroll I'm giving you. I ate it. It was as sweet as honey in my mouth. Now, he says, verse 4, Son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak my words to them, and you'll see him going and doing that. This is a very, very similar situation. Now, it is God's word. You know, you, you do see this. And so that would be in connection. Psalm 119, verse 103 says this, How sweet your word is to my taste, sweeter than honey, in my mouth, O Lord. So indeed, when we handle the word of God, it is a very, very sweet and loving thing, isn't it? We can see that uh, on there, and we we enjoy it. The Bible tells us this. We receive it, 
The delight is in the law of the Lord, it says in Psalm 1. You, you have a delight in there. And how I love thy word. We see many passages like that. And so, having God's word, and what an honor it is to teach God's word to me and share it, and, and the same for you. And as I told you, it's the Second Timothy 2.2 principle. I don't consider you that are listening to this students. You are potential teachers, Christian. Take the 2.2.2 principle, 2 Timothy 2.2. Take what you've learned here and share it with other responsible teachers that they will then share it with others, and you'll have a continual heavenly cycle until Jesus comes back. And it's a great joy for me to be able to teach God's word and let you see what God says. I don't really care to give you uh, 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 talking about my my hobbies or my particular likes and then go on and, and waste uh, endless minutes on telling you about things because that's of no in, eternal import. But to share the word here, oh, that's sweet as honey. But here's something that happens. The scroll, though, it's he, he was warned, it's going to be very bitter to your stomach. So verse 10, I took the little scroll from the angel's hand and ate it. It was sweet as honey in my mouth. When I ate it, my stomach became bitter. This is signifying God's judgments. There are a number of churches that would love to talk about nothing but the honey of God's word, but never talk about God's judgment. I was out west and I spoke at a church, in a wonderful church, very, very powerful church, and I spoke about the reality of hell and the need for us all to witness and to talk about the judgments that come. And a man came up afterward and shook my hand over in the side in private. And he said, son, I want you to understand this. I've been at this church, I think, 13 years. He goes, this is the first time hell has been mentioned. This is the first time that I have anybody has ever mentioned anything about hell. And I find that so very, very heartbreaking because I want you to know, if you're listening to this, I'm not a universalist. Just because you have an assent to a God and you're okay with him and uh, you're not a, a, actually against him, I guess you would say, does not give you salvation. I'll remind you, James 2.19, even the demons believe that there's a God. Even the demons believe. And they tremble, which means they have more respect than a lot of people do. It doesn't get them salvation. So understand this. The reality of the prophecy here, he is told, it becomes very, very bitter. And he's told by the angel, you know, you can almost see a shrug on the angel's shoulder in a sense. Well, you're going to have to prophesy again. This is important for you, John, you know. And no doubt the angel is saying it in a way of understanding this is what you must do. This is a part of this. Or also the angel could. In a gentle touch, let him know, this is your commitment, John. You must prophesy again. It's going to cover many peoples, many nations, many languages, and you're going to reach even kings in this. This is a a reference to what you must do here in talking to those and warning those about the importance of what needs to be done in warning others about the judgment to come. Once again, the angel had a rainbow, but they had a rainbow of promise and of mercy that's being given here and on this. The content of this open scroll, it goes to everyone. It's not limited just to the believer. Everyone can hear this message. I mean, think about what Romans 10, 13 says. 
whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And, you know, God's uh, message through Jesus, Jesus is talking to Nicodemus in John 3, 16. What does he say? Nicodemus, Nicodemus, this is not just a pharisaical thing. This is for everybody that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And we've seen enough of people perishing who rejected this. And still, we're deep into Revelation and all of the realization of these judgments and still the plan, would you walk away from these judgments? Would you see me as king? Would you be obeisant? Would you follow me as Lord and Savior? It's still the invitation is there. The entire world is there. And it can reach up to kings, and it can go to the common person as well. That is chapter 10. John is on a commission here, and may we also see there are times that we give the joy of the Lord, as I do here in our studies on questions about heaven, but also the reality. Jesus himself talks about the reality of hell in Mark chapter 9, and you see this. And so some people will say, well, you know, that's, it, there's an annihilationism. There isn't a, an eternal punishment. No, indeed there is. And Jesus talks about it. We see in Revelation chapter 19, among other places, the truth that there is a place of punishment. There is a place of the, the, the staying away, being unable to get the blessing of God. And we would call this place hell. And this is one great, horrible judgment against those who say, I will not have God in my life. And God in his love says, if that's your choice, so you've made that, you do have free will on that. We just pray that people would understand the truth and never make that decision, but to come to him, as it says, he does not take a delight in the death of the wicked, but he wants salvation, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9, salvation through Jesus Christ. This is Brad. We're going to continue on into Revelation chapter 11. The parenthesis is over, and now we're going back into the activity of things on, in heaven and on earth in chapter 11. Thank you so much for listening, and if you'd like to look at our website, see how you can help us, boy, we really, really would appreciate that. Zulon.org, X-U-L-O-N.org. Thank you so much. God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll talk soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N dot org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.